Good morning, Kale and Company live for a Monday on WKXL and NHTalkRadio.com. A delight to have you along with us. We are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find out what the best plan for you would be at NEDelta.com or Delta Dental Covers Me. Dot com. Well, just an absolutely uh, amazing game in Durham on Saturday. The UNH Wildcats and the University of Rhode Island Rams going at it. Big stakes uh, in that game. Uh, an incredible game. Coach Rick Santos of the Wildcats joins us right now as he does every Monday morning. And uh, Rick, you had them all the way, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, never, never doubt now. No, I mean, uh, you got to give credit to Coach Fleming and, and their staff. They had them well prepared and, and ready to go. I mean, we knew that you know going into it, we needed to win the last two weeks. It was the de facto playoff game for us if we wanted to have the opportunity to, to you know, hoist that that banner one more time and, and get there and have a chance to play in the postseason. So uh, they played extremely hard. You know, offensively, we started slow again. We didn't get any points in, in the first quarter, so that's definitely some things we got to work on. You know, defense came out and, and forced them to three punts early on to keep the game close. You know, then ultimately being down 14-3, to three, we had that late two-minute drive to close the half, uh, which we thought was huge, you know, to get that to, to 14-10. Um, and then we just battled all the way at the end, and it was back and forth. You know, we tied the game up. And then, you know, like a great Rhode Island team did, they, they went down there and gave themselves the lead. Um, but then once again, our defense got that stop and gave us a two-minute drive to, to close it out. And I mean, what a, what a way to finish the game. Fourth and nine, 23 seconds left, you know, with the season hanging in the balance. And, you know, Max Brosmer hung in there and threw an absolute, absolute perfect pass in the corner to, to freshman DJ Lincoln for the game winner. So just really, really proud of our guys' resolve. What what an incredible game, uh, a game that uh, meant so much to, to both teams. Lead changes, as you mentioned, ties, that dramatic finish, and uh, D.J. Lincoln's, the, the freshman, making just one catch uh, in the ball game, but it, it turned out to be, without a doubt, the biggest of his career so far, anyway. Certainly was, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, he was, he'd come on the last, last month, and I think he's done some really good jobs. He was very impactful, in particular, in the Elon game, and um, you know, he, he, he's practicing extremely hard. So we're finding creative ways to, to get him going. And just for whatever reason, he didn't have, you know, he had one target early on in the game where, uh, like, the third play, you know, he, he broke wide open, had a chance for, like, a 50-yard touchdown and dropped it. So for him to have that confidence in himself in the moment to come back and bounce back, you know, and, and make the game-winning play just shows, you know, how he is as a competitor. What else uh, stood stood out to you uh, in this game, uh, Rick? Both teams nationally ranked so much hanging in the balance. Uh, I, I think you're finding out uh, more about your team uh, each and every week. But what did you what did you find out on on Saturday? Yeah, I just think we're you know you go back to the second half of that Richmond game. Um, you know, just there's there's no quitting these guys, and it's never fun to lose. But I think losing that game in that fashion. Um, you know, it just showed showed the guys. You know, a that we have the ability to stay in those games. You know, but b that if we don't, you know, take care of and play a, a full game, you know, that you we can get beat by anybody. So um, that was heartbreaking. And then for us to come back and make this, I think we got a lot of resolve. I think we got a lot of heart. In particular, um, you know, I think the seniors have been stepping up for us. You know, all year long and doing some, some great jobs for us and for them to, to come back this year and you know find a way to 
you know, to, to play the way that they are is, is really encouraging. Uh, Wildcats now seven and three overall. Uh, do you see, uh, you know, increased confidence uh, with your club every week? Yeah, I think so. I, I think it's a it's a group, um, you know, that's always kind of believed in themselves, um, you know, and just now it's starting to kind of come to fruition in terms of, you know, getting more wins and losses, which is great. Um, and I, I think it starts from the leadership. It starts from you know we, we always want to be a, a player driven team, and I think we're getting to that point right now and. Um, you know, the captains have done a phenomenal job. You know, Brian Espinet, Nico Kavikius, Pop Bush, um, and, and Patrick Flynn. I think those four guys have really, they've been through a lot over the last five or six years since they've been here. And, and for them to put forth this effort in their senior year and play spirited, I think it shows kind of the commitment they have to, to everyone else on the team. UNH head football coach Rick Santos uh, joins us here on uh, Kale and Company. And talk about the, the progress of uh, quarterback Mac, uh, Max Brosmer. Max has made, uh, and talk about the progress he's made in terms of maybe reading defenses, being able to execute when it counts the most. Yeah, I think for, for him, he, he prepares so well. And every single day he shows up at practice, he's cerebral, student of the game, and he loves that. And now I think it's starting to, show up in real time in the game you know he can dissect coverages very very quickly and efficiently he's extremely accurate you know and for him he keeps getting better as the season goes along which is exactly what you want out of your signal caller that was the first game where he had thrown for over 300 yards in in his career so um you know it was an extremely windy day it was very tough conditions especially early on to throw the ball so you know for him to stay composed after he missed some passes in the first quarter was a little bit off you know, I think it just shows that he has a ton of confidence and belief in himself as well. And then, you know, the guys up front, you know, we threw the ball a lot. Uh, we threw it over 40 times, which we haven't done too much this year. So for them to be in, you know, we were in obvious passing situations, being down in that game quite a bit. Um, and then they stepped up and did a great job protecting him. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. You know, we haven't talked about it a whole lot during our conversations uh, this season, but uh, uh, what about your freshman kicker, uh, Nick Mazzi? Uh, he, he has really been outstanding all season and perfect on Saturday. He was three for three, two extra points. Um, so, you know, I had 11 total points in that game, and, and a game that came down to a field goal. Ultimately, he was the difference. You know, he had three touchbacks where he kicked the ball nearly out of the end zone. Uh, he's been tremendous, and I think at that position at times it can be very lonely. You know, you, you only get noticed, um, you know, if, things, if something, something bad happens usually, right? right? He, yeah. He's been methodically kind of prodding along all year. Uh, he's leading the league right now in, in percentage of field goals made. Uh, so I just, you know, at that position you have to be so headstrong. I think he's confident in his ability. You know, he just shows up week in and week out, and he's got that clutch gene in him. So we're truly happy with the way he's progressed. Yeah, absolutely. UNH remains in a three-way tie at 6-1 uh, and one atop the Colonial Athletic Association uh, with uh, William and & Mary in Richmond, a regular season finale this Saturday at uh, Maine. And as you well know, Rick, no matter uh, what their record may be, it's, it's always tough to win at Orono against those Black Bears. Oh, it's one of the toughest places to play in the country. And yeah, throw the records out of it, it's been been a part of these games now for for a couple of decades and you know when we were number one in the country and they were out of it and it, it ended up being a you know a touchdown or less game and then when both teams had playoff implications on the line and it always comes down to it so you know i think coach stevens i have all the, all the respect in the world for him played against him for a couple of years he's a tremendous young coach he's gonna he's gonna get that program right and 
Uh, I don't think their record's indicative of how good they are. You know, they've lost five games by like 10 points or less. They easily could have six or seven wins right now and, and be, be vying for a playoff spot in their own right. So we know that there's nothing more than they want than to ruin our season and, and to keep us out of the playoffs. So, um, you know, they came here and they, they flat out embarrassed us last year. They beat us up. You know, they took the musket on our home turf and kind of ran around our sideline with it and rubbed it in our face. So um, we definitely got a lot to play for and really excited for this opportunity. Yeah, the musket is on the line. And, of course, uh, this game also has major, major uh, postseason implications. No question. It's uh, it's win or go home, and we know that. And we're not going to shy away from it. I just don't think you know we're going to have the opportunity to get in the playoffs at seven and four. We're going to need that eighth win. Um, so yeah, it's the trifecta. It's the opportunity to go to the playoffs. It's, it's to, to win a ring and be co-champs, and it's to, to get that musket and bring it back to where you know where we feel like it belongs in our locker room. So uh, Rick, just going forward, how is the team uh, physically heading into the game against Maine? Uh, we're good. I mean it. It's you know this game's a battle of attrition as the season goes along. We're nicked up, but, you know I don't think we have any player on our team, any starter that's a hundred percent. That's for sure. Um, but for the most part, I don't think there was any glaring issues that they're going to keep guys out that played this week. I'll get the updated injury report kind of like one this afternoon, and fingers crossed we should be in decent shape. Well, Rick, again, uh, congratulations on uh, just an incredible football game and a great win on uh, Saturday in Durham, and uh, best wishes going forward uh, against the University of Maine this coming Saturday at noontime, and we will talk to you next Monday morning. Thanks, Ken. Look forward to it. Appreciate it. Very good. Rick Santos, the head football coach at the University of New Hampshire, and what an incredible turnaround season it has been for the Wildcats under the uh, first year, officially anyway, head coach uh, Rick Santos of the UNH Wildcats. What, you couldn't have come up with a more dramatic finish uh, than what took place on uh, Saturday in Durham. And again, uh, the Wildcats in action uh, about three and a half, four hours away from here in uh, Orono, Maine on Saturday at noontime and uh, in almost a must-win situation again. Uh, for the UNH Wildcats. Well, it was a uh, wild day around the National Football League yesterday. We'll fill you in on some of the details coming up right here. It's Kale and Company live for a Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. We're on WKXL and streaming around the world and around the clock on nhtalkradio.com. We will be right back. Welcome back. It is Kale and Company for a Monday. Great to have you along with us. Hope everyone had an outstanding weekend. Able to catch up on some rest or do some chores around the house, but enjoy uh, some pretty good weather. I know it was a little little rainy at times, but uh, not too bad at all. But uh, the cold is here and uh, may have some snow on uh, Wednesday, some uh, rough driving going on Wednesday. But uh, enjoy it while you can. Enjoy the nice weather. Uh, In the news this morning, an active manhunt is unfolding on and around the University of Virginia grounds this morning for Christopher Darnell Jones, Jr., a University of Virginia student and former college football player named as the suspect in the shooting on the Charlottesville campus last night that left three people dead and another two injured. This is from Fox News. 
Jones, uh, now considered armed and dangerous, was a former UVA football player, according to the school's athletic department website. Uh, he was on the football team at UVA in uh, 2018, but never played a game. Police described Jones as a black male last seen wearing a burgundy jacket or hoodie, blue jeans, and red shoes. Uh, he might be driving a black SUV with the Virginia license plate TWX3580. Few details were immediately known about the suspected gunman. In a message to the community on Monday morning, UVA President Jim Ryan confirmed that Jones is a student. According to uh, UVA President Jim Ryan, as of this writing, I am heartbroken to report the shooting has resulted in three fatalities. Two additional victims were injured and are receiving medical care. Our university police department has joined forces with other law enforcement agencies to apprehend the suspect, and uh, we will keep our community apprised for developments as the situation evolves, end quote. Uh, classes were canceled today as students and faculty were instructed to remain sheltered in place. Uh, Jones reportedly played uh, football uh, all throughout high school. He previously attended uh, Verina High School for three years before transferring to Petersburg High School, where as a senior, he played linebacker and running back, according to uh, Newsweek. In 2018, Jones was featured in a story for the Richmond Times-Dispatch with the headline, Petersburg High Graduate Navigated a Fractured Path to Graduation. The article says that uh, Jones, who grew up in the Essex Village and the Mosby Court housing complexes in Richmond, Virginia, saw his parents divorce at age five and did not see his father again until uh, he was a teenager. According to relatives, he did well in school, but Jones also got into fights leading to suspensions. He said family members and mentors pushed him to focus on his grades and curb his anger. Uh, Jones reportedly said, if it wasn't for these people in my life, I would have been just another kid whose dad left him. Uh, multiple agencies, including Virginia State Police and uh, their helicopters, are actively searching right now for the suspect. The shooting unfolded about a month uh, before exam week for the fall semester. So that is the story. That is the major uh, national story going on right now in Virginia, in the Charlottesville area of the University of Virginia. And if we get any more information before uh, the show comes to an end today, we will certainly pass it along to you. Our good friend John Leahy uh, coming up around 845 this morning with an update on Hockey East. And folks, I'll tell you, uh, as much success as the UNH uh, football team has had this year, uh, the hockey team is struggling, and they still are looking for their first victory of the season. We'll talk about that and more coming up with John at around uh, 8.45 uh, this morning. Our program, Kale & Company, is presented by Northeast Delta Dental, Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find the plan that best fits you at anydelta.com or deltadentalcoversme.com. Well, a couple of uh, 
instant classic, as they call them now, uh, NFL games on Sunday with uh, with more plot twists than an Agatha Christie murder mystery. The uh, Minnesota Vikings went to eight and one on the season Sunday with a 33-30 victory over the Buffalo Bills in Orchard Park, New York. The game ended uh, late in overtime when a Josh Allen pass was intercepted by the Vikings. A margin of victory was a 33-yard field goal by Greg Joseph of Minnesota. Uh, It was just an incredible finish to uh, regulation time. Uh, Bills have now dropped to 6-3 on the season. And again, the Vikings at eight wins and one loss. The other now overtime classic was in Green Bay, where Mason Crosby's 28-yard field goal was the difference in the Packers' 31-28 win over the Dallas Cowboys. The Pack now is four and six on the season. Dallas drops to six up and three down. Of course, so the uh, NFL Sunday got off to a very early start yesterday in Munich, Germany, where the uh, time difference is uh, six hours from here. Uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Seattle Seahawks 21-16. to Now, how about this? Brady becomes the first quarterback to start regular season games in three countries outside outside of the United States. Uh, Brady started a game in Mexico City with the Patriots in 2017. In 2009 and 2012, he started games in London for the Patriots and yesterday in Munich for Tampa Bay. Brady, by the way, undefeated 4-0 in games outside of the United States. So there you go. Another... Another notch in the belt for number 12, TB12, Tom Terrific, and uh, Tampa Bay winning yesterday 21-16 over Seattle in the uh, 9.30 kickoff Eastern time. Now, if you're a Seattle fan, you had to get up, and uh, that game came on at 6.30 in the morning, uh, Seattle time. But I think that's what the NFL wants is uh, more games in Europe. They talked about having a team over there at one time. I don't know how realistic that is. Uh, I don't think it's very realistic. So teams go over there. Now, uh, this year they're having, what, four? I believe four games, uh, three in London and uh, one yesterday in Munich, Germany. And, you know, what they want is to fill that time slot, the 9.30 time slot. Forget about 1 o'clock as the first game. They want 9.30 in the morning Eastern time as uh, the earliest time slot to see football games. Why? Because... That people want it. The ratings are are very very good for the National Football League. Uh, Sunday night. I mean, you you could have sat in front of your television yesterday, as many of us did, from nine thirty in the morning till about midnight, uh, watching football with uh, very little breaks uh, yesterday because uh, the, you know the, the overtime games. Uh, there was the the Buffalo Minnesota game, which was really. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a game where there's many twists and turns uh, in the final moments as that one. If you have a chance to, you know, take a look at uh, the final, just just watch the final couple of minutes of regulation. If you didn't see them yes, yesterday, you'll be blown away 
so many things happen. Too, too numerous to mention here on this radio program, but it went back and forth, forth and back, and uh, it was just an, an amazing, so many twists and turns in that game yesterday, uh, making the game about, just about, uh, four hours long after all was said and done. Then you had Sunday night football last night uh, out on the West Coast, and the uh, 49ers went to 5-4 and four with a 22-16 to 16 victory over the Los Angeles Chargers. They dropped to 5-4. and four. Jimmy Garoppolo, the former Patriots backup, threw for 240 yards and scored on a uh, quarterback sneak. Tonight, Monday night football. The only team that's undefeated in the National Football League, the 8-0 Philadelphia Eagles, hosts the 4-5 Washington Commanders. And what about the Patriots, you say? Well, it was a bye week. Uh, the Patriots were off this weekend. They're 5-4. and four. They will be hosting the 6-3 and three New York Jets in Foxborough Sunday at 1. Patriots listed as 3.5-point favorites right now. In the AFC East standings, Miami leads the way at 7-3. Jets and Buffalo both 6-3. And, and the Patriots bring up the rear at 5-4. It's the only division in the NFL where all the teams are above 500. We will be back with more Kale & Company Live. John Leahy checks in around 8.45 this morning. And we'll get an update on what happened over the weekend in Hockey East with John. We'll take a break. Kale and Company Live continues on WKXL and streaming around the world and around the clock on nhtalkradio.com. We will be right back. Hang in there. Welcome back. Kale and Company Live for a Monday. Great to have you along with us. Already today, we've uh, chatted with UNH head football coach Rick Santos, talking about what was an incredible victory for the Wildcats on Saturday afternoon in Durham. Blustery, uh, windy conditions anyway. It was a warm enough day, but uh, uh, it was very windy. But uh, nonetheless, the uh, Wildcats able to uh, get away with a 31-28 victory. Heart stopper, heart pounder. They won it with 17 seconds remaining. And uh, I'll tell you what, you can't say enough about the uh, freshman kicker, uh, Nick Mazzi. Freshman, uh, under pressure, kicked uh, three big field goals for the Wildcats on Saturday and a couple of extra points as well in windy conditions. And the Wildcats uh, prevailed, but they still have a must-win coming up uh, this Saturday in Orono against the University of Maine uh, Black Bears. One other note regarding the National Football League. Now, longtime Indianapolis Colts center Jeff Saturday made his pro coaching debut yesterday for his former team, the Indianapolis Colts. He's in the Football Hall of Fame. He was the starting center when uh, Peyton Manning was the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, he was hired as head coach. Uh, he, uh, he was fired after uh, the, the Colts lost to the Patriots. You might remember that last weekend, Frank Reich. The uh, coach of the Colts was uh, summarily dismissed uh, after the Patriots beat up on the Colts last week. Well, Saturday came in, and a lot of the uh, so-called pro football experts said, this ain't going to work. 
He's never coached at the NFL level. He's never been an assistant. Uh, he played many years. He's a Hall of Fame center. I think he knows the game. I, I would suspect he knows the game pretty darn well. And all these pundits are saying, well, this, this isn't going to work. He wasn't a member of the NFL coaching fraternity ever. Maybe he coached a little in high school. But he was hired. He's the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He reinstated Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, as the Colts' starting quarterback, and Indianapolis beat the Raiders in Las Vegas 25-20 to in Jeff Saturday's pro coaching debut. Never coached at the collegiate level, never an assistant in the NFL, never a head coach in the NFL until yesterday. And his first game was a success. They won. That's the bottom line. Uh, Ryan, uh, Matty Ryan, former Boston College Eagle, uh, 21 of 28 through the air for 222 yards. He scored a rushing touchdown as well. Colts rebounded from their dismal loss in Foxborough last week. And that, of course, uh, was the game that cost head coach Frank Reich his job. Many believed and maybe some still believe that the Colts are in a tanking mode, meaning they really don't want to win. They'd rather have a high draft pick. But I don't think that's the attitude that Jeff Saturday took into yesterday's game. And as I said, many mocked the hiring of Jeff Saturday. But you can't mock the fact that the Colts rebounded from a woeful I mean, one of the worst performances you've ever seen by an NFL team last Sunday against the Patriots in Foxborough, and they bounced back for a road win against maybe, just maybe, the worst team in the NFL, the Las Vegas Raiders at 2-7. and seven. And Vegas fans, boy, if you look on the Internet, Look on Twitter. Look uh, other places on the Internet. I mean, those Vegas fans want no part of Josh McDaniels as their head coach. Now, the former longtime Patriots offensive coordinator under fire in his first year as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. And who knows? I mean, uh, if things don't turn around quickly... You might just see Josh McDaniels back on the Patriots' sidelines as their offensive coordinator. Who knows? Because uh, right now, if they don't turn things around quickly, his job is definitely in jeopardy with the Las Vegas Raiders. Two wins and seven losses for the Raiders, including yesterday's 25-20 to at home against the team we thought might be the worst in the NFL. Indianapolis, and uh, Las Vegas loses to them. So not not a good weekend uh, at all for uh, Raider Nation in Las Vegas and beyond. Was, however, a good weekend for the Boston Bruins. Win in Buffalo on Saturday night. And uh, last night at the TD Garden, the Bees defeated the Vancouver Canucks 5-2, to the final score. Bruce Boudreau, the... Uh, 
former head coach of the Manchester Monarchs, now the head coach of the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I don't think I saw him with a smile on his face at all last night as his team <laughs> went down to defeat 5-2. to two. Bees have opened the season now with nine straight home ice wins. Nine straight wins on home ice for the Boston Bruins. And that is something that they have never done before in franchise history. Now, I was one of those people, admittedly, that said they were crazy to get rid of head coach Bruce Cassidy. I thought Butch, as a lot of people call him naturally, I thought Bruce Cassidy was a terrific hockey coach. And I still think he is. But Jim Montgomery, someone very little known to the Boston hockey community, including myself, Jim Montgomery was hired by the Bruins, and you certainly can't argue with the job he has done. He has done a terrific job. And you know what? Bruce Cassidy has done a great job. Uh, Like Josh McDaniels, Bruce Cassidy is now in Las Vegas. But the Vegas Golden Knights, they're doing very well under Bruce Cassidy. Josh McDaniels, not so much, but uh, Bruce Cassidy is doing well as head coach of the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. But the Bruins, 14-2 in their first 16 games of the year, playing some great hockey, getting some outstanding goaltending. And uh, uh, I'll tell you what, Linus Ulmark has been playing well Jeremy Swayman right now is injured. Uh, Kurt Kincaid uh, came in the other night and filled in in Buffalo. Did an outstanding job. Longtime uh, journeyman goaltender around the AHL and, and NHL. But did an outstanding job in Buffalo on Saturday night. And uh, Ulmark again last night at the uh, Toronto Dominion Garden against the Vancouver Canucks. Bees now will host the Philadelphia Flyers Thursday at the Garden. They'll try to make it 10 straight home ice wins to open the season. Meanwhile, the 10-3 and Celtics will be hosting the 6-7 and Oklahoma City Thunder tonight at the Garden. Celtics coming off a 117-108 win in Detroit on Saturday night. Okay, say okay, they beat the Pistons. Big deal. Nine points. They were playing without Jalen Brown, Al Horford, and Malcolm Brogdon. Jason Tatum uh, stepped into the breach, though, and picked up the slack with 43 points. 43 points for Jason Tatum on Saturday night uh, in Detroit. Uh, Played a lot of minutes, too. It's a good thing they had uh, last night off. Grant Williams started, played 45 minutes, and added 19 points. The Thunder, who are coming into the uh, Garden tonight to take on the Celtics, they're coming off a 145-135 to shootout win last night over the New York Knicks at uh, Madison Square Garden. So lots of things going on uh, in, the, in the world of sports. And we'll be talking a little Hockey East coming up in a few minutes with our good friend John Leahy. Want to remind you, that Kale and Company Live is presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. You can learn more and find your plan at nedelta.com or Delta Dental Covers Me. 
Com. The uh, Division One and uh, two, three, and four football playoffs underway in the uh, Granite State. The Division One semifinalists will play on uh, Saturday: Pinkerton at Merrimack, Bedford at Timberlane. In Division Two at Bedford High School, the championship game uh, will be played on uh, Saturday afternoon. It'll be number two Pelham against number four Sauhegan. Sauhegan eliminated the top seed Guilford Belmont over the weekend, and Pelham ousted Bo, uh, twenty-eight to seven. And uh, the Division Three championship is settled. Summersworth defeated Newport fourteen to six, and uh, that uh, pretty much uh, wraps it up in terms of uh, high school football, with a couple of uh, semifinal games in Division One coming up this weekend and the championship for Division Two, And, uh, well, let's see. Division Three. Uh, let's see. Division Three. Campbell defeated Monadnock. Trinity downed Interlakes Moultonboro to uh, set up that uh, Division Three championship game for this week. So that'll do it for the uh, little high school football wrap-up. John Leahy standing by, and we'll talk Hockey East right after these words on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. We will be right back. Welcome back. It's Kale and Company live for this Monday, 1450 AM, WKXL, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 1019 FM in Manchester and beyond, and streaming around the world and around the clock at nhtalkradio.com. And joining us, the longtime voice of Merrimack College Hockey and Hockey East expert, John Leahy. John, good morning to you. Ken, good morning. Hope all is well up there in New Hampshire today. Hope, yeah, I hope all is well. It's always well here in New Hampshire, John. You know that. You know yes, that. Yes, it is. Yeah, I know you love coming and uh, entertaining the masses once in a while here in the Granite State. And uh, looking forward to your next uh, appearance at uh, a, a local establishment. When, when's that going to be, John? Yeah, um, we're going to be up there December 14th, Ken, so I think we're about four weeks away, so... I'm already getting the band tuned up, so to speak. Yes, I know. I know you are. And it's going to be your, your Christmas edition. Uh, and uh, John uh, comes up and uh, uh, plays the ukulele at Area 23 from time to time. We always uh, love gathering there. And uh, John always raises the roof, you know, rocks the <laughs> rafters, whatever you want to say. John is just amazing. Uh, you know, we'll have to get our, our producer cat out next time that you come uh, to the area, John. Oh, I'd love so, that. So, yeah, the, so the, the more the merrier. So I that, mean, uh, she can get a chance not only to meet you, but to hear what a, an amazing uh, musician you are as well. Well, I would love that, Ken. You know, my philosophy is the more the merrier, especially at Christmas time. Uh, exactly. So I would, I would look forward to that. That's that's right. So Hockey East over the weekend, uh, John, I know you, you had a busy weekend, as, as you usually do. Uh, let's uh, talk about what happened uh, on the men's side uh, of the ledger. Yeah, there were some great games, Ken, and as you might expect, uh, there were some very close games. Uh, Merrimack had another great weekend. They they swept Maine, uh, two hard-fought games, a one nothing win on Friday and then a 5-3 win on uh, Saturday night. Uh, 
BU picked up a sweep. Uh, the, the Terriers were very impressive in uh, beating UMass, especially on uh, Friday night in Amherst as they scored seven goals. And they wound up scoring 12 goals on the weekend. Providence and UConn played uh, two very entertaining games, a tie in Providence on Friday and a tie in Hartford on Saturday. Uh, Saturday's game was a 6-6 tie, and uh, UConn won uh, both of the sh- uh, shootouts. And you had Northeastern with a loss in the tie to Boston College. So uh, Vermont and UNH also played this weekend up in Burlington, and it was a sweep for the Catamounts. So, uh, again, a great weekend of action all around. Well, it uh, it was, uh, of course, uh, UNH still looking for that uh, elusive first victory of the season. You know, it's very strange, you know, uh, the kind of the, the balance of power. If people uh, woke up this morning and you know hadn't really followed hockey East for a while, and they see UConn and Merrimack at the top of the standings in in the men's standings, and you see Maine and UNH in the bottom of the standings. Uh, they would be pretty amazed, I think. It's really been a turnaround in Hockey East. Yeah, it has, but you also have to remember that it's a very competitive league, you know, from top to bottom. You know, any team on any given night, that's that's my philosophy, and that's what I've seen over the years. But it's also been my experience that teams that get off to a slow start often rebound, you know, and uh, and I believe that Maine and UNH will uh, get get some things going on the positive side. I know Maine, uh, their Maine is a much better team than their record indicates. Uh, there was, it was in essence two one goal games at Lotto Rink yep. this weekend. Merrimack scored an empty net goal to, to finish it on Saturday, but uh, I, I have no doubt that uh, Maine and UNH will get their share of wins and, and you wait and see the end of the year, it's going to be tightly bound from top to bottom. Oh, absolutely. There, there's no doubt about it. Lots of things turn around after the first of the year, but uh, John, when was the last time, even at this stage of the season, that you were able to look at the standings and see Merrimack, the the Warriors, just two points out of the top spot? I mean, uh, they they have had just an outstanding season. Yeah, it's been a great start, and I think the last time I remember a Merrimack team with the level of success that this one is having was back in 2010-11 when uh, Mark Dennehy was here and the Warriors had a star-studded lineup and Merrimack uh, went to the TD Garden to play in the Hockey East Championship against BC that year. They did lose, but they made it into the national tournament. Yeah. And uh, they, they lost to Notre Dame up in Manchester, as a right. matter of fact. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, it's early. It, it, it's We still don't have uh, a large enough sample size, but I think if Merrimack continues playing uh, the way they are, I think they're going to be a, a legitimate threat for the NCAA tournament. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about it, the way uh, things are going now uh, for the Warriors. And uh, it's it's been a lot of, it's been a fun ride for you so far this season as well. Yeah, it has. You know, I'm a lot busier than uh, previous seasons because we picked up the women's games and right. of course everything, everything's on ESPN Plus now. So kind of a different animal transitioning from radio. I'm still learning that, that process, but uh you know, I not only have the Merrimack games, Ken, but I'm, I'm helping out uh, doing some games for Providence on the radio uh, oh, nice. when, when, yeah. when Mike Logan needs someone. And I was able to pick up a UNH game earlier, and I'll also do the Merrimack-UNH game on February 3rd up at Whittemore Center. So uh, from my perspective, the more work, the better. I have that date circled already, John Leahy. February 3rd, yes. Uh, And now, how about the women's side? I know, uh, like you say, you're doing games now for Merrimack on uh, ESPN Plus, the the women's side, and and, uh, how about the ladies? 
Well, uh, I'll start with Merrimack, as uh, I did their game against UNH on Saturday. Uh, UNH uh, defeated Merrimack on Friday at the Whittemore Center in a 3 nothing shutout. Merrimack returned the favor uh, on Saturday with a thrilling 5-4 to overtime win. But, you know, you talk about the women, Ken, you got to talk about Northeastern. They had another oh, sweep. Yeah. Uh, the Huskies are 12-1-1 overall, 10-1-1 in the league. I don't want to say Northeastern is running away with the conference, but they have a 10-point lead over over Vermont. And it's it's hard to see Northeastern uh, relinquishing that lead. But uh, I like this Vermont team. Uh, Vermont and Merrimack are going to play this uh, upcoming week on Thursday and Friday, so I'm eager to see them. But um, UConn had a sweep. Maine had a sweep. And there were some splits around the league as well. So, uh, again, you know, you look at Northeastern leading by 10, but uh, from that point on, uh, it's still very tightly bound. There's only 10 points separating UConn, who's in third place, and BU, who's in ninth. Uh, the only team that has some significant ground to make up is Holy Cross, as they've lost nine of their first 10 conference games. But, you know, I recently saw the Crusaders as well, Ken, and uh, they're a very tough team as well. So the women are mirroring the men in that it's a, it's a solid, rock-solid division from top to bottom. Yeah, absolutely so, and uh, boy, that Northeastern juggernaut is really something. I mean, two shutouts uh, over the weekend uh, against a very talented uh, Boston College team, so Dave Flint really has his team going. Yeah, he really does, and uh, you know, I saw them earlier this year. Northeastern came to North Andover, and I think I made this point earlier. Uh, Northeastern outshot Merrimack 53-4 to in that game. Mm. And, uh, you know, they, they, they just do everything well. They excel, you know, uh, they can roll four lines They're They're so talented defensively. They have one of the best goaltenders in the country and they play in one of the funnest rinks you could ever play in Matthews arena down there in Boston. So, uh, Northeastern's got their act together. It's good. They're going to be hard pressed to not finish first. Uh, but like I said, Ken, there's a lot of hockey left. And if you want to see the best college hockey in the land, Hockey East is where you want to be. Yep, no doubt about that. What's coming up this week, John? Well, uh, the men, Merrimack men, are uh, on the road at Sacred Heart on Thursday. The women will play Vermont uh, Thursday and Friday. Uh, Lots of games around the country uh, and uh, around the conference as well. Uh, So uh, I don't have the schedule right in front of me, but there are going to be uh, some great games. And uh, if you have ESPN+, Plus, please tune it in. You can catch any game on any device. You can watch them on demand anytime you want, and uh, you'll see the best college hockey anywhere. It is really something, isn't it? I mean, what we have come to and the availability. Uh, I mean, it used to be, we used to, like, savor those moments when you could see some college hockey on television, and now... Uh, with the advent of, you know, a, a cable, of course, with, uh, you know, Nesson and, and what have you. But now ESPN Plus, where you can just ha- have whatever device, uh, you, you know, an iPad, computer, your phone, whatever. You you can see almost any uh, college hockey game, men's or women's, in the country. Yep, you just log in. You, you, <laughs> you just log in and uh, you select the game you want and you're off and running. But, you know, you talked about technology, Ken, and how it's changed. It brings me back. I remember back in the 19, I think it was 1987, there was an Easter marathon between the New York Islanders and the Washington Capitals on ESPN. And I remember recording that game on my VCR. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, actually editing out the commercials. Yeah. And uh, so we've come a long way in that regard, but you're right. It, it's great. You can have any hockey game you want on your fingertips, including the NHL with the SPN Oh, yeah, Plus. that's true. Yeah. I mean, there is a small fee, but, uh, you know, I think for sports fans, uh, you know, in particular, in, in this case, hockey fans, it is well worth it. No, no doubt about it. Absolutely. I, I think we pay $10 a month for the uh, package, for the for the extra channel. But uh, it's great for me because I can watch college hockey games when I'm off, and I can scout the league, and it, yeah. it's great. It's a great thing to have. Oh, oh it is. It, it really is for, you know, matter, no matter what sport you may be uh, interested in, that uh, ESPN Plus is uh, really something else. Well, John Leahy, again, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us here on this uh, Monday morning and wrapping up. Hockey East for the weekend, and uh, look forward to joining us. Uh, I-, I look forward to having you join us uh, next Monday as well. Ken, thanks as always for the invitation, and uh, keep singing, okay? Well, you keep singing. I'll, I'll keep watching you sing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <Dad. laughs> All right. Take care, <laughs> thanks, John. Bye bye. Right. John Leahy, longtime voice of Merrimack College Hockey. Always great to have him with us, and always great to have you with us as well. Here on Kale & Company, we are presented by Northeast Delta Dental. Check them out, deltadentalcoversme.com. We will see you on Tuesday with Dr. Barry Taylor. <laughs>